Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to Movies and Stuff on Friday, July 21st, 2017. I'm your host, Robert Yates. Yes, I know we normally record these on Thursday, but I wanted to wait because San Diego Comic-Con is happening. Uh, I wanted to see if any new news came out uh, about movies, comic books, anything related to movies and stuff, right? Um, and while there's been a lot of interesting things to happen at Comic-Con, a lot of interesting comments, um, there's not been anything kind of big news-related. A lot of it's been just complimentary stuff. So there's been people talking about how they think Deadpool 2 is funnier than the first Deadpool. That's cool. That's interesting. Not exactly uh, some great news to bring you. Um, so anyway, I waited a day to see if any extra news came out. Nothing really... Um, so that's a little bit disappointing. And because everybody's focused on San Diego Comic-Con, uh, it doesn't appear that we've got tons of, uh, news. Although there is some, there's some very interesting news. Um, some things to talk about that we normally don't talk about on the show. Stuff, uh, related to movies, but not directly about new movie releases. So, anyway, I'm excited about that. I have a cup of coffee right here. Uh, I'm excited. I don't know what my cup of coffee has to do with that, but look. Movies and stuff. Sometimes you get some some relevant commentary on movie news. Sometimes you get comments on my coffee, which is very good. It's a nice medium roast. I'm happy about it. I'm also happy to be here with you. Let's jump into the movie news. Our first story, uh, it looks like an Alien Covenant sequel, is currently on pause at Fox. While uh, Fox and everybody there reassesses the Alien franchise. Uh, I pulled this story from over on ScreenRant.com. I'm just going to jump in and read directly from the story. Uh, While Alien Covenant was originally pitched and built up as being a return to form for the Alien franchise, with the latest installment not only adopting the same name, but also basic structure and tone of the original 1979 Alien film, it proved to be a much more are a much different experience than some fans have been expecting. As such, the reception for Covenant proved to be just as divisive as that might suggest, with many fans and critics finding the film to be an unexpected combination of the themes and mood of Prometheus with the gore and horror of the original Alien to mix results. Following Covenant's release, the future of the Alien franchise from here on out has been the hot topic of discussion amongst the franchise's most diehard fans. THR is reporting that Fox is currently in the process of reassessing the future of the Alien movie franchise. That can result in Ridley Scott's original plan for two sequels to Covenant being scrapped, with the studio deliberating on the issue while the veteran Vomanke is busy shooting his next movie. Um, this is really interesting news to me. Um, I don't know how into the Alien franchise you are, uh, but I really hold it near and dear to my heart. I'm a big fan of scary movies, of sci-fi, of horror, uh, and the original Alien, and even the sequel, Aliens, uh, kind of considered uh, big, uh, important pillars in, that, in those genres, right? Uh, at one point, the Alien franchise was very, very influential. Uh, it has since dipped in quality, um, and this, this Alien Covenant was supposed to be kind of a return to form. What's interesting, though, is that back in 2012, you had Prometheus. And that was Ridley Scott saying, I want to do something in the Alien universe, but 
I don't want it to be like the Alien movies. I want to deal with bigger themes and bigger ideas and 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 kind of contemplate these things. And so Prometheus ended up being this this very um, I don't know. Uh, meditative almost kind of movie. The movie was more concerned with big ideas than it was scaring you and creeping you out and grossing you out and being a thriller, right? Um, and the Alien Covenant was supposed to kind of be the best of both worlds. It was supposed to be those deep philosophical thoughts and ideas, but also it was trying to be an alien movie. And it sounds like... Well, not it sounds like. The, the box office kind of bore out or bared out that that didn't work. That's not what people wanted. And to be to be honest, that's kind of predictable, right? Either commit to your original idea, um, and w- in this case, I mean, like, it, it, go the Prometheus route. If you want to contemplate those ideas and don't want to scare the crap out of people, fine, make that movie. If, on the other hand, you want to make an alien movie, make an alien movie. But don't kind of neuter both of those ideas and put them together and hope it works, right? Um, and that's kind of what happened with Alien Covenant. Ticket sales uh, were about half of what Prometheus was, right? So, so even Prometheus, which wasn't what a lot of people wanted, still did twice as well as Alien Covenant, which is a mix of th- these two ideas and these two worlds. Um, So it sounds like Fox is considering what they want to do, and I think that's smart. I think they have to. Um, If at the very least, to go, hey, look, I know there was two sequels you wanted to do, Ridley Scott. We need to make sure that tonally they pick a direction. Um, And I think Fox is going to want them to go or want him to go in a more alien direction if he continues to make the movies. Um, There's talk of them scrapping uh, those two movies and just moving on without him. So, very interesting place. It'll be very curious to see what happens with that franchise. I can't see Fox not making an alien and more alien movies simply because there's such a big fan base that wants those movies. Uh, but I don't know if Ridley Scott will be there when the next one happens. I told you I had some interesting uh, things that were related to movies, but not specifically movie news, and this would be that. Uh, When I first saw the headline for this, I was very surprised. Christopher Nolan isn't a fan of Netflix. And how could you not be a fan of Netflix? Netflix is great. Uh, But as I dug in, I realized that uh, it wasn't specifically about Netflix and TV. It was more related to Netflix and the movies that it's making. Uh, So, talking to IndieWire, Christopher Nolan basically said he's not a fan of Netflix. Quote, Netflix has a bizarre aversion to supporting theatrical films. They have this mindless policy of everything having to be simultaneously streamed and released, which is obviously an untenable model for theatrical presentation. So they're not even getting in the game, and I think they're missing a huge opportunity. Uh, When asked about... Amazon, who has done similar things, uh, he, was a, he was more supportive. Amazon, instead of releasing the movie in theaters and simultaneously while streaming, uh, basically gives the movie 90 days in theaters, so about three months before releasing on streaming. And he said, it's, perfectly usable, it's a perfectly usable model. It's terrific. Uh, when it comes to the creative freedom which Netflix offers the director, no one isn't impressed. I think the investment that Netflix is putting into interesting filmmakers and interesting projects would be more adm- admirable if it weren't being used as some kind of bizarre leverage against shutting down theaters. It's so pointless. I don't really get it. Uh, 
he was asked if he would direct the movie for Netflix, and he said, no. Well, why would you? If you make a theatrical film, it's to be played in theaters. Uh, so some interesting comments from Christopher Nolan. Uh, just for a little bit of perspective, um, not perspective, yeah, I guess perspective works. Um, he's kind of been in, Christopher Nolan's kind of been the hot director right now, uh, as Dunkirk releases today, has gotten glowing reviews, uh, the first movie I really think this year that's been kind of the word Academy Awards, Oscars have kind of been thrown around, apparently Dunkirk's great, great, I'm seeing it tonight in IMAX, I'll let you know what I think, uh, on Monday's episode, but what's interesting about these comments is that they're coming from a director who really is, uh, while one of our best modern directors is very classically trained and has a great appreciation for classic cinema. So when he talks about making a theatrical film, yes, he wants people on video and streaming to be able to watch those movies, but he's creating movies for the theatrical experience. Uh, He is one of the big proponents of the IMAX format. He films movies with IMAX cameras so that when you go see it in IMAX, it's not just a stretched out image, it's meant to be that big, right? So uh, he, he really believes in classic film versus digital, and I'm getting into some really nerdy movie stuff, so, but it, it makes sense that he would be against Netflix's model. Uh, he's making movies for the movie theater. They're Netflix. They're not in support of that. I don't think Netflix is necessarily against theaters. I think that they're saying, look, we can release it in theaters, we can release it on streaming, and people can decide what they want to do. And there is some merit to that. But I also believe that when a director creates a product, right, that product uh, is meant for a specific audience in a specific format. Um, And streaming is not the best way to watch a movie. Um, and I have to. I, I ultimately have to agree with Christopher Nolan. I think Amazon's model is admirable. So three months in theaters and then releasing on streaming, uh, you kind of get around the 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 um, practice of a lot of the, not theaters, a lot of studios in the industry who take a movie, release it in theaters, and then wait six or seven or eight months until there's a holiday and then release the movie on video so they can kind of piggyback off of those sales. I don't like that. But I think Amazon has found a nice balance. Anyway, um, especially with films like Christopher Nolan makes, I can understand. He wants it to be viewed in the best possible setting and appreciated in the best possible setting. And, you know, the guy, to his credit, has been a very successful filmmaker, definitely one of the best filmmakers of the present day. Uh, So there's something to what he's saying there. Um, I'd be curious what your thoughts are on this matter, whether you you care about movies being released in theaters or released in theaters and streaming at the same time. Feel free to call into the show or email me at my email, like I always say, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. Let's get into some quick hits. All right, uh, first quick hit. According to THR, the Bumblebee movie I talked about recently uh, will reportedly have a budget of $70 million, which is about one-third of the or $217 million budget Michael Bay had for the most recent Transformers. Uh, if you remember, we talked about them making a smaller uh, Transformers movie just about Bumblebee, kind of more intimate, more like the Iron Giant is what the, one of the producers said. I said I wasn't a fan, but this... Uh, 
this is along those lines. Like they were talking about, it is a smaller movie. It's a third of the budget. You're still going to need special effects if you have a transforming robot, but probably not as much special effects needed. I'm still not a fan of this, uh, but they're not listening to me. <laughs> so they're going ahead with it anyway. Uh, be very curious to see how that movie turns out. Uh, one bit of interesting news, not news, uh, one interesting thing that came out of uh, Comic-Con this weekend, uh, the sequel reboot whatever it is uh, to the Saw franchise entitled Jigsaw uh, has its first official trailer. Uh, the Saw franchise is kind of one of my guilty pleasures. I don't think the franchise is good, but I still enjoy those movies because I am a sick, twisted man. Um, anyway, the, the plot looks vaguely interesting. Jigsaw's been dead for ten years, but suddenly people are getting trapped and tortured and part of his sick games again and nobody knows exactly why there's detectives de I was going to say detectives detectiving it um, detectives investigating what's going on uh, it looks very much like your standard Saw movie just they've waited a couple years and now they're making a new one anyway it's called Jigsaw there's a trailer it looks like more Saw which if you're a fan of the Saw franchise is a good thing and if you're not it's something you can steer clear of but there's a trailer if you want to go check it out uh, HBO has contacted the cast of Deadwood about their availability to film a movie I never watched Deadwood uh, that was a little bit before I started really getting into more prestige television, like uh, you find all over HBO. Uh, but I know there's a lot of people who are fans of Deadwood, and it looks like HBO's considering making a movie. Um, no official announcements, no casting has been confirmed, but they are interested, so that's exciting. Uh, the final bit of movie news in our quick hits I wanted to throw your way... Uh, Paramount has pushed 2000, the, the 2017 Cloverfield movie back to 2018. Uh, Paramount and J.J. Abrams' Bad Robots Productions have moved the science fiction thriller 2017 Cloverfield movie back by more than three months to February 2nd, 2018. Uh, it was originally supposed to come out October 27th of 2017. Uh, the title, 2017 Cloverfield movie, will probably be retitled. Uh, <laughs> especially if it's in 2018. Um, although if I had to guess, it's not going to be called 2018 Cloverfield movie either. Uh, that's probably a placeholder. Anyway, very interesting news. I figured, I didn't know for sure that they were making a Cloverfield movie. Um, they, they're typically very quiet when they are. Uh, they, they've had two of them thus far. I have enjoyed both of them. I thought their more, most recent one, 10 Cloverfield Lane, was an interesting movie. Uh, especially since most of the movie you couldn't even tell it was in the Cloverfield universe, right? So, uh, very curious to see what they do with another Cloverfield movie. These movies uh, seem to be the start of a, a cinematic universe, I guess. Uh, a bunch of shared movies in this world that's being infested by aliens. Um... Very cool way to go about doing that, to tell that story, though. They're all, so far, very intimate movies. So, I'd be curious to see what happens in the future with this franchise. Looks like we're going to have to wait uh, about a year and a half to find out what does happen in that franchise. Anyway, that's the quick hits for this Friday. That's the news for this Friday. Let's jump into uh, my favorite segment of the week, the top five. One quick disclaimer as I get into the top five. My neighbor has a dog. 
And that dog is obnoxiously loud, and it constantly barks. And uh, he seems to have been going off in a bit of a barking spree. So, if you hear a dog barking in the background, I apologize. That's not my fault. Anyway, that's uh, some and stuff for you. Let's get into some movie stuff for you. Alright, the top five. This weekend's a bit tricky. It is. Uh, We've had the past two weeks... Two very big blockbuster movies come out in theater. You had Spider-Man Homecoming at the beginning of July, followed by the next week, War for the Planet of the Apes. Both of those movies are big. Both of those movies are going to continue to draw people. And this weekend, you have some interesting movies coming out as well. Uh, Of course, you have Dunkirk. Um, And Dunkirk is kind of an interesting movie because it's not your typical summer movie. It's not your typical summer blockbuster. It isn't a happy-go-lucky, feel-good kind of movie. It is this dark, very intense war epic. That being said, it's getting a lot of buzz. Uh, A lot of people are talking about it. I expect it to do very well this weekend. Uh, And I think because it's its first weekend, uh, I think it's going to be in the number one spot. So Dunkirk, number one. The second movie, I think, this weekend is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh, This movie is one that's been kind of under the radar a little bit. Uh, From everything I've seen, it looks very visually pleasing, but but reviewers have said that it kind of... um, It's kind of lacking in characters and content. So because of that, I think that movie does well in its first weekend. I think uh, some people will be drawn to that style of movie because there's nothing quite like it in theaters right now. And I think it comes in a number two spot, although I think in future weeks it's going to quickly drop off. So Dunkirk, Valerian, and the City of a Thousand Stars. At number three, I'm going to throw in War for the Planet of the Apes, last week's number one movie. Below that, I'm going to throw in last week's number two movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then below that, another movie opening this weekend, Girls Trip. Uh, it's getting really good reviews, actually, and I think that you're going to see a lot of people go see that movie because it's not a war action movie, <laughs> right? So a lot of the movies in theaters are superheroes or they're war action kind of movie based. This is good counter-programming. A lot of studios do that. They'll release a movie that's not anything like what is dominating the cinemas. And so I think you see Girls Trip do pretty well and grab itself a number five spot. Uh... Yeah, so to go over that again, Dunkirk, number one. Number two, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Stars. Number three, War for the Planet of the Apes. Number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. And number five, Girl's Trip. Uh, That's the top five. Let me jump into what's coming out this weekend. Kind of already spoiled that a little bit, but I'm going to jump into that real quick. Okay, releasing in theaters this weekend, you've got uh, three movies I'm going to talk about to you. Uh, And I've already mentioned them in the top five, but I'm going to give you a little bit more. Uh, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan's new movie, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, the critical consensus. Dunkirk serves up emotionally satisfying spectacle delivered by a writer-director in full command of his craft and brought to life by a gifted ensemble cast that honors the fact-based story. Uh, The plot... Or the the movie info? Acclaimed director Christopher Nolan directs this World War II thriller about the evacuation of Allied troops from the French city of Dunkirk before Nazi forces can take hold. Uh, That's the the plot synopsis there. Not much to uh, tell you about it. It's based on history. It sounds like it is a great movie. 
Go see it, I guess. Uh, I will be seeing it tonight at IMAX. I mentioned the movie Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. That currently has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critical consensus is Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets uses sheer kinetic energy and visual thrills to overcome narrative obstacles and offer a viewing experience whose surreal pleasures often outweigh its flaws. Uh, so not the perfect movie, apparently, but uh, something worthwhile, it sounds like. Um, I would tell you more about its plot, but they really don't tell you much. It's a sci-fi, crazy, epic kind of movie. Uh, watch a trailer. I think you'll know whether that movie's for you. And the final movie I wanted to talk about releasing this weekend is one I already mentioned, Girl's Trip. Uh, it's got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critical consensus is Girl's Trip is the rare R-rated comedy that pushes boundaries to truly comedic effect and anchors its laughs in compelling characters brought to life by a brilliantly assembled cast. The plot for that movie? When four lifelong friends travel to New Orleans for the annual Essence Festival, sisterhoods are rekindled, wild sides are rediscovered, and there's enough dancing, drinking, brawling, and romancing to make the Big Easy blush. Uh, not my type of movie, admittedly. Um, this definitely seems like a, a movie to go out, all your girlfriends, if you got those, go, go see it with. Um, not my type of movie, but it looks like it's a good movie. It looks like critics are enjoying it. Um... I think I think people who want this type of movie want a movie about girls going and having a good time and R-rated raunchy comedy like it sounds like this one delivers. So if that's up your alley, go see it. Those are the movies releasing this weekend. Uh, real quick before we close out the show, I want to talk to you about a movie I saw recently. So recently, I went and saw War for the Planet of the Apes. I didn't see it opening weekend. I saw it on the Tuesday after it came out. So a little bit behind. I apologize. But what I have to say is that movie is really good. And that trilogy of movies is probably the most underrated trilogy that's ever existed. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of are turned off by the movies because of the original movies. They, they think it, it is more of the same. They think it is cheesy. Uh, they think it doesn't work. But really, truly, honestly, this Planet of the Apes trilogy, the, the Caesar trilogy, if you will, he's the main character throughout, uh, it really tells a fascinating story. Um, and a really, really good story about what it means to be human and, and what it means to to love and exist and what happens when uh, kind of our reach exceeds our grasp kind of thing, right? It's just very fascinating. And each of these movies are good, even great movies. They are consistently great across the board. I've enjoyed all three of them. Now, are they the biggest action spectacles? No. Are, are they the most uh, philosophical movies? No. But they give you a good blend of all of that with great performances, great writing, and incredible uh, CGI. The motion capture and Andy Serkis' performance in each of these movies is just mind-boggling. Now, in 10 or 20 years, is it going to hold up? I don't know. I can't tell you that. I can tell you that this is as far as motion capture technology, uh, or this is the best motion capture technology uh, to date, for sure. These apes look great. They feel great. They are emoting in ways um, 
that I didn't think we'd be able to do with technology by this point. It's just super impressive across the board. Anyway, War for the Planet of the Apes is the uh, kind of the, the closeout of this this trilogy of movies, uh, and it does it in spectacular fashion. Uh, it really is a great movie. Uh, you also have some great performances by the actors, specifically Woody Harrelson as the main antagonist. He does a fantastic job, has a very fascinating arc in this movie. And honestly, uh, director Matt Reeves, who's directed the the previous Planet of the Apes movie and this one, for the last two, he just he does a, a great job of balancing all the characters, balancing these grand ideas with some action spectacle. The movie moves along at a pretty good clip. It, it just it's a really good movie and it's a really good trilogy. If you haven't watched any of these movies. I encourage you, please start at the beginning and watch all three. They are worth your time. They're good movies. They're interesting movies. Uh, and I think they're super underappreciated. Anyway, I enjoyed War for the Planet of the Apes. If you're kind of on the fence, if you've seen the first two, this one didn't look good, go see it. If you're kind of on the fence about the whole trilogy, please do yourself a favor. Rent the movies. Watch the movies. I promise you they're worth your time. If you disagree, please call into the show. Talk to me. But I don't think you'll be disappointed. Anyway, that's what I saw this weekend or this week. Uh, Let's wrap up the show. This has been Movies and Stuff for Friday, July 21st, 2017. I, as always, have been your host, Robert Yates. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, I've changed up the format. I've mentioned that. Uh, We're only doing twice a week now, but I think that serves you, the listener, better. Uh, So we have shows on Monday, and we have shows typically on Thursday this week. I waited a day because of Comic-Con. But anyway, uh, most of the time, Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, And and that just allows me to really gather some news for a couple days, gather some news over the weekend to give you some interesting news, and, you know, so that... We can, we can have a, a, a nice schedule. On Mondays, we can talk about what happened over the weekend with the movies in theaters. We can talk about movies coming out on video. And then on Thursdays, I can talk about movies that are about to come out in theaters, right? So it, it's just a nice, it's a nice balance. I like it. Uh, so far, I think you guys, the listeners, have liked it. Uh, if you haven't, feel free to let me know. Be a part of the show. Remember, this isn't just for me. I don't just want to talk into the nothing. This is a show for all of us. This is, I hope, eventually a conversation between me and you and everybody else about movies and stuff, right? Uh, The two ways you can be a part of the show right now, use the Anchor app, download the Anchor app, and call in directly to the show. You'll record your question or your comment or whatever, and you'll send it to me at Movies and Stuff, and then I can literally take that clip, put it right into the show, and then respond like we're having a conversation. It's really cool. I've had some listeners do that already. Feel free to join the show. Be a part of that. Uh, The second way you can be a part of the show, if you don't want your voice heard, if you don't want to be that vocal... Uh, you can email me at my email address, themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. That's themoviesandstuff at gmail.com. I check the email before every show. Uh, sometimes people don't leave comments about uh, or things they want put into the show, but they're giving me uh, constructive criticism. They're giving me feedback. If there's new segment ideas you have, if there's things you think I can improve on, Lord knows I, I'm sure I can improve on something. Uh, let me know. But again, this isn't a show just for me. I want this show to be for all of us. I want it to be a conversation about movies. I love movies. I just want to talk about them, and I want you guys to talk about them and get excited about them. So that's that's what this is. Uh, and any way that I can better serve that up for you, 
let me know. I'd be glad to adjust and to fix and improve things so that all of us are happy. Anyway, I've been your host, Robert Yates. This has been Movies and Stuff. Tonight I am seeing Dunkirk in IMAX, so you can bet that on Monday's episode I will give you my rundown of that movie and what I thought. And who knows, maybe I'll see something else this weekend and I'll talk about that too. And certainly we will have lots to talk about with the box office because I have no idea if I'm right this weekend or not. Uh, The first two weeks I did great with this. The last week was a bit of a mess. This week could end up being a bit of a mess too. So we'll see. We'll have fun. Uh, As always, I've been your host, Robert Yates. That'll be Monday's show. I'm looking forward to it. In the meantime, it's the weekend. Go watch a movie. Until next time, guys.